Hello, everyone, and welcome to Under the Blanket Podcast. And I'm your host, Bob Love. And I'm nobody special. We're all the same. And I'm going through this journey of awakening on one level. And on another level, I am and always will be the cosmic self. We all are. It's all one. And I'm just relaxing into this here and now place and allowing the awakening process, allowing the lightning and the letting go of attachments, aversions and desires. And um, uh, I have today on the show Jeff Crawford and he's host of Giant Rock Podcast, which I'm a co-host at. Say hello, Jeff. Hello. How are you doing, everybody? All right. So it's good to have Jeff on the show. And uh, now I was going to start the show. Well, I am starting the show with reading this dream I had last night. Now, when I say the word dream, right, everybody knows what I mean. They mean when you go to sleep, you have a dream. But really, that term really doesn't do it justice because this is a dream, too. I mean, the physical plane is just a dream in the sense that it's not reality reality in the sense that it's permanent it comes into consciousness and it leaves consciousness just like what people call a dream i call it the astral planes it's like uh i heard ramana maharshi describe it as the state of dreaming or the state of waking life or deep sleep it's all just on a movie screen so when you see like an ocean on a movie screen or fire on a movie screen does the screen get burned does it get wet from the ocean? And yet, and you turn off the movie, the screen's still there. So that's his way of explaining. The screen is what is reality, the oneness and so on. And uh, these illusions go on at the movies. And that's what most people think is real. It's like uh, the movie of your life that is not a movie of your life to most people. That's what's real. And that's fine. Um, so anyway, this is the dream. I'm going to read it to you, Jeff. And, okay. Uh, I think it's pertinent and it's kind of funny. I find it funny anyway. All right. right. My physical body is sleeping on the physical plane while I'm on the astral plane dreaming. I'm in this computer lab learning about math. I talked to Peter Joseph, who is next to me, the founder of the Zeitgeist Movement and a filmmaker on the physical plane. He says he found my message to him strange. He encourages me to finish high school. I feel confused and tell him, I already graduated, but just felt like going back to high school. Uh, later in the dream, I run into Bob Dylan, a famous right. musician. You probably heard of him, Jeff, right? Yeah. A, a famous musician on the physical plane. Yeah, but I probably can't. Uh, everybody probably heard of Bob Dylan, I imagine, but I still should. There probably they is a few people. haven't been living under a rock. Well, maybe of the new generation, like people in their early 20s probably haven't. Maybe some of them can't recognize that name, right? They heard of Miley Cyrus, but they weren't heard of Bob Dylan. Got you. Well, I don't know many uh, people in their 20s, so I couldn't tell you. Me neither. All right. Yeah, you probably got a few 23-year-old chicks in your basement, right? Yeah, they're, you know, they're just (laughs) second on hand. You remember to feed them today? Yeah, like, you know, a few biscuits here and there, and you know, bring bring one, right. bring one up to go, go to the bathroom. She went went in the lawn. I had to pick it up later. All right. 
right. So uh, back to the dream. <laughs> all right. So me and Bob Dylan are walking together, and we come upon a tent and go in. And all these white people are sitting in a circle. And I try to sit next to Bob, but there's no room, and it's kind of frustrating because I want to sit next to Bob Dylan. It's the only person in a room I know, or the tent. And then I see a lady with dreads who I recognize from the physical plane. I won't mention names, but it's someone I uh, hung out with. Uh, they start to pass around a meth pipe. When it uh, comes shit. to me, yeah, there we go. It gets interesting. When it comes to when it comes to me, I don't take a hit. The lady Good. looks at me like I'm crazy. The other lady goes into convulsions, and the person next to her is comforting her. I think this scene will not. Yeah, I think this scene will not go well, and I fly away. So I reach this village, and I feel tired from flying. And you know, some people fly; they they hover above the ground, or some people fly like Superman. There's all kinds of ways you could fly on the astral planes. But uh, I I don't remember which way I was flying, but it's usually like Superman. I fly. Like you just like use your mind to direct your your body, your astral body. It's pretty cool, right? You know. But what is with Superman's outfit? You know, like couldn't he pick a better outfit, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so many choices. Why those tights? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why not? uh, Like I dig the Superman with the all black outfit. You know, that's kind of cool, I guess. But you know, the red and blue, and he just seems like a dork kind of, right? Yeah, especially with the tights. (laughs) <laughs> not to be judgmental, but I just can't get. There's that song, Rapper's just, Delight, and Rapper's Delight is one of the first rap, popular rap songs. And they there's this whole spiel about the rapper, yeah, yeah. the hip hop guy wants to date Lois Lane, and he kind of disses Superman, but it's really funny. So anyone out there that's really like a huge Superman fan, um, you know, you don't have to take so heavy. I'm not really putting down Superman. He's okay. So if yeah. you're, you know, you could, you know, just turn off the podcast for a little while, cry it out and come back. Okay. Because Superman will cry for you. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so I land in this gazebo uh, in this village where there's just African people and they're dressed in their traditional garb. They're sitting in a circle. What I think is traditional garb. They are doing a, a prayer ritual of sudden, some sort. Suddenly, I noticed this woman. I did it on the physical plane and peer out of nowhere. I won't mention names. She opens the bag and reveals she has a lot of LSD. One okay. African lady is very excited and breaks off the tab. I say, say a prayer, and she puts it in her mouth. Now, Eric gets pretty crazy. Suddenly, I'm in front of a table of white, middle-aged, overweight, conservative men. Right? Every... Uh, leftist liberal nightmare would be that, right? <laughs> Either way, it doesn't sound too. You, you spend a lot of time with white, middle-aged, overweight, conservative men, right? They're mostly, you know, just for sexual purposes, right? Yeah, we had to be locked up in a basement for a couple days. <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> it. We that's won't get the, into Jeff's the 30, sexual 30, issues. Thirty-four women that I have next door. Anyway, him and his uh, wife have uh, uh, an open relationship, so don't worry about him. All right. Anyway, so these are the leaders of the village, which is apparently some kind of off-the-grid community. And they explain they're in a religion, get this, where they follow Tucker Carlson. Now, I tell them, and now he's a host on Fox News. I tell them I know he is this host on Fox News. He's a pretty controversial guy. I explain I'm glad to be here, and I'll go along with whatever they say. I'm already, see, you could see how easily 
I would fold in these type of situations, right? Yeah, I would just Tucker like if Carlson. I'm in the village with these people, I'd just probably go along and not get killed by the by the vill- by the cult or whatever it was. But anyway, they are collectively pleased with this. Like they have that group thing that people probably know about. And suddenly more of these white men surround me and I feel claustrophobic crackers, some people call. <laughs> I feel claustrophobic and uncomfortable that they are touching my body. So they weren't like sexually touching me, but they were like crowding around me and like patting me on the shoulder. And, you know, me, uh, so there we go. So then um, this is the end now. I'm watching this line go into a circus tent and the line moves forward and the man puts a cloth on the person's mouth who is at the front of the line administering something maybe. I mean, I only know about ether that is administered that way. He explains I have to watch the whole process and I can't wander around the village. And then I return to this dream, uh, the physical plane. And uh, anyway, so analyze that off the top of your head. What what does that say about how fucked up I am as a person? Well, I like like the part where you had the they ripped off the part of LSD and then it was the the dream within the dream. I love that part and everything. So like, it's like Alice in Wonderland. She's trying to, you know, like I want to, you know, like it takes that and then gets small. Then it ends up being a trip within a trip. And And that actually is a common experience for people that are are familiar with dreams. I mean, dreams have been studied uh, by Stephen LeBerg is uh, a famous scientist who studied lucid dreaming and, and dreams within dreams and stuff like that. Dream within dream is you, a lot, the most common one is you wake up in your bed, but you're still on the astral planes. It's still a dream. And you think you woke up, but it's like, it's, uh, and Stephen LeBerg was so common that he called it false awakening is what he called it. And for those that don't know, lucid dreaming is when you're actually in the astral plane and you're aware it's an astral plane or a dream. And so then you're able to like, you become, you become more conscious and you become aware that you're on a different plane and you are you're not it's different than the physical plane and you you understand consciously that when you leave this plane you'll go to the physical plane and that's your life so to speak so that uh type of and there's like varying degrees of that so then you could do all kinds of things you could say i want to see uh i want to go see a person that passed on uh, that's the common people like to do and then you call out to the person you look for them eventually you find them you could get a message from uh you know the other side as people call or whatever so there's all kinds of ways to do this so you know uh, what are your experiences with dreams jeff so many <clears throat> um like i when the most vivid one that keeps <clears throat> coming back is and like an angelic experience that i had since i was a little kid and I've talked about this on the on the Giant Rod podcast, like after having UFO experiences and everything, missing of time. And um, but like, and they come in to touch me and then bring me to their to their place where they live. And it's like it kind of reminds me like a, a pa- Pacific island, not Hawaiian island, but it's like <clears throat> it's not as warm. It's a little bit colder. You know the weather. You could, I could feel the weather, and uh, I could feel the breeze, and I would, I'm, I'm floating with them into this area, everything, and then <clears throat> nothing bad happens with them and everything. I get, I end up into the ground, and it's like, 
then it becomes like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. And I can't find my car. Like suddenly, like, where's my car? Like they, I float into this and it becomes another reality of everything. And it's like, uh, I'm in like downtown Los Angeles, like places. I know the place, but I, I've been there a few times and I parked somewhere and then I forgot where I parked. And then people are like, oh, don't worry about it, dude. It's all right. We'll, we'll help you find your car. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I parked it over here. You know, it's like, and, um, in the physical plane with that, what I have, like, I have that same kind of like thing going on, like, like where's, you know, it comes with age, I guess, too. And, um, where is my car keys? Where is my car? You know, like in the, in where I'm at right now, like sometimes that things happen, but in the, in the dream, it's like, it's, I got a group of people helping me out. Let's go look for it. And then we end up fighting it. We drive around and stuff and it, and then the car, it's like, it becomes like, it's like a little clown car, like a, like a Volkswagen with a, with a bug, with a, <clears throat> with a, um, um, a, where it has a, you know, an opening on the top. Yeah, I know that. People yeah. are pop, popping out of the top and out of the sides. And it's like, it's like the, the contest, how many people can you cram in there? And I'm driving, I'm driving <laughs> with, and then I'm, and then it becomes like a video game. Like, and it's like, it's cartoon like, and it's like, um, um, uh, what is that? Roger rabbit where he, the guy's driving and he's, he's in reality in the reality pain, but he's driving in the cartoon reality. <laughs> and then, and yeah, like, great and movie. My, and then my, my friends are becoming, coming, they're like half cartoon, half human. <laughs> and it's like, they're kind of like coming in between like a, like a, a static on a TV set in between and then and then i wake up sometimes and then like i'm like i want to get back to the dream <laughs> you know that's a good thing to address you know it's like how uh you know uh the astral planes and the physical plane can affect each other like like you're saying you yeah. could have a really i've had that experience where i have incredible lucid dreams that are so vivid much more vivid and beautiful than say usually the physical plane and I never want to leave and I know I'm going to eventually have to go back to the physical plane and like I don't want to go and I'm trying to figure out how to stay you know but I ended yeah. up coming back here but anyway the point being um that there is a way to deal with that in a sense of get messages from the astral plane to help you with this plane with the spiritual development and one that was very profound with me was a dream where uh, I encounter many dreams actually where I encounter my guru Maharaji, the podcast name after him under the blanket. And uh, one time he told me uh, I I was encounter I I have it written down, but I became like a pool ball, like spherical, and I was going into the pocket of the pool table, and it said the secret of Ram. I kept seeing these like words, and they were affecting me very powerfully. And the Ram is uh, a deity in in India, and uh, I said the secret of Ram, and I'm like gonna find out what the secret of Ram is at the end of the tunnel and the pool table, and it goes to the end, and it says the Hanuman Chalisa and Maraji uh, is there in Kral Baba, and uh, I have more of the details of that where we're down, but that's what I can recall off the top of my head, and uh, it was so profound. I woke up, I remember crying, and. Uh, just feeling blissful and uh, I incorporated it into my practice every day 
pretty much sometimes I'll stay up very and so it won't be exactly in the 24 hour period, but pretty much every day I sing, I do just be Ramdas meditation to Hanuman Chalisa and usually a few other practices when I first get, go from the astral dreaming to waking life or the physical plane. And uh, I tell you, it really pays off. The Hanuman Chalisa I find is helpful with heart, you know, like, um, like emotions and uh, like bhakti type love, like, but that, but in a way that I, I'm yo- doing it as a yoga. So I'm using the emotions and sort of like the mushy kind of love where there's that me and my guru, but doing that helps me be in the place where it's all one and, or at least have that in, in my life as I go through the day. I might be caught up in ego, but. I can recognize I've been caught up in ego, like anger, and I'm caught up in anger, but then I'll start letting it go. And Hanuman Chalisa, and then I'll come back to the here and now eventually. So uh, the Hanuman Chalisa is this very helpful practice, and it came right from the astral planes, right from Neem Kro Baba. And I've had all kinds of, he had one stream, he told me to begin again, right? Right now, Jeff, we can just begin in this moment. You, what is your understanding of beginning again? It's, it's like being here now. It's that initial opening into the here now, and you're just beginning. It's like this. That's well, only like of like when you're like that's the teacher said to me, stop daydreaming. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like, like the that. teacher says, stop daydreaming, and then all of a sudden you snap out of it and you begin again. That's what it's like. It's like you might be caught up in something. Exactly. And then you're like, I remember the spiritual meditation told teacher told me to begin again. So you begin again by returning back to the here and now and have that initial opening. You'd be amazed by how just a little bit of opening can can get you to be in that uh, connection to the oneness, to the divinity, you know. And even if you snap out of it, going back into the daydream is all right, you know, because it's just part of it. You know, you're just going with the flow. Yeah. Ananda Maima was a famous, uh, not famous, but she's a saint from India in, in relatively recent times. I think she died in the early 80s or left her body. She um, said, you can always begin again. And that's what you mean. It's like, it doesn't matter how many times you got lost in ego or how angry you got or whatever it is you could always right now begin again take that first step on the path become that trusting open surrendered being it's always there for you and uh it's kind of like a paradox those things because we're always kind of beginning and we're also at the end we've arrived at the here and now you know and it's already all happened and it's all happening now it's just it's it's i find it funny how the mind will try to understand this stuff, but it really can't because it's like a subsystem and all this heart stuff is the meta system. So how could a subsystem understand the meta system, right? Yeah, it's the complete conflict within. And uh, it's just like, it's hard to let go part of those, the society's uh, implants of, of um, being raised through the, you know, especially in Western society, our society, how we've been raised. Well, look at how, for example, the dream I started off the show with, you'll see references like to uh, society. You have Tucker Carlson, and you have Bob Dylan. Right. You know, these, these, I've never met these people on the physical plane, but yet there they are in the astral plane. I'm interacting with them. 
you could imagine how many people, probably someone listening to this podcast, is like might have things from culture show up in their dreams or video games or whatever it is. And uh, that could be difficult uh, or it could be wondrous, you know, like, but how many people would want Tucker Carlson showing up their dreams? So people don't know. This is a guy on Fox News. So that already says a lot. But he's pretty much the worst of them as far as like, like, he's, you know, just like the hypocrisy and the kind of whininess to him. And he doesn't really he probably doesn't buy into much of this stuff. He's yeah, like, I, the new, had... here's the thing I want. Could you come on this? What's with this? I'm not racist, racist thing. That's the new racism, right? It's I'm not racist, but they really are. And you can see all the way, ways they are. But yet they're not, and they will always emphasize how they're not. And they'll call the liberal side or the leftist side racist, you know. Uh, but yet it's so obvious they have so many issues with that. So that's kind of like the – and I even oh. used to have a friend from college that really bought into this, the new racism, I'm not racist thing. Like, have you noticed this? Yeah, well, it's just like it's just like the LGBTQ. Like, I when I, I said LBGT. And I forgot the cue, and I got raised on it really hard. This is in Portland four or five years ago. What about Star Trek? You got Q on Star Trek, so that's probably (laughs) due to that, right? Why not? Why not? I mean, (laughs) so you you got your balls cut off by these gang of liberals, really? Yeah, well, why not? I mean, like then, then I'm with Heaven's Gate, and everything is all the same. You know what I mean? It's like all part of the pop culture of like of everything of the consciousness of of the of America or the planet in itself. You know what I mean? And everything, and it's on hyperventilation of of the of the conspiratorial QAnon, whatever of the the fuel gate of <laughs> you know Heaven's Gate meets uh, Jim Jones on a on a cup of tea with with the, the Kool Aid guy. Well, you and... <laughs> know about the Kool Aid, right? It's it does seem like it's you know. Not many people are well. It's had, are awakened to that we're all oneness. So we are Turco Carlson. Right. We are all yeah. liberals. We exactly. are everyone. But yet, how many people are living in that consciousness? Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of liberals are drinking the liberal Kool Aid, and then you got a lot of conservatives. They're drinking the conservative Kool Aid, and it seems just like these different variations of like group think and narratives that are spoon fed by the cultural engineers and everybody's, if I'm a conservative, I think like this, I say libtard. And if I'm a liberal, I poke fun at conservatives and I say this and I support these issues. And it seems like everybody is able to fit in their own little, where they're supposed to fit, how they're well, supposed like, to look like. You know? From when the standpoint of people from the left or the right, when we're all the same, right? And the divisiveness of uh, corporate media, the way I've been throwing at it, you know, Howard Beale's world. And <laughs> and so, like, if, if you look at it, it's almost like the cosmic joke right there. You know what I mean? Like, the, everybody's taking it so seriously on both sides. We're going to jump on this side. It's like, you got to be on the right. You got to be on the left. Blue and right. Blue and, you know, blue and red. You know, like, I'm purple. What's the what's the matter? <laughs> in the lake and like and it's like you're scratching your head. <clears throat> and imagine like thirty years ago, like any of the forty or even ten years ago, like any of this going on, you know, like and like looking back besides the here and now, what like what the past tense of things that happened that led led into this like hyperventilating. <laughs> like yeah, I you know, like I said something wrong on Twitter 
and I get my ass chewed off and everything because I just said Pelosi, you know, should expel these guys. You can't say that. It's the Republicans' fault. And then I got like, and they're ganging up on me. And then like, and then like, like I went and then you know Howard Beals where I did a little mime. And then this one guy kind of took my side. Like I was gonna say that. Like, and I went, no one's special, you know. And you know, and it's and suddenly it's like every everything's like coming unglued everywhere. You know, like if you say the wrong thing, next thing you know, you get attacked. Everything and you don't even know what you said wrong. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this is, you know, say someone out there, you know, first of all, it's probably better not to consume any of this culture or minimize it to yeah. a small amount. But if people For are sure. going to consume that culture and look into that mainstream type stuff, I would suggest first just center in the here now, make sure you're here now, and then. As you go through, whether it's television or social media, wherever you're consuming the mainstream culture of ego, I call it the culture of ego. You look at it, notice, just watch your mind judge it. Just stay in the here now and let your mind come up and you'll notice at first your mind would say, judge a conservative as this or that, or judge a liberal as that, or judge this person, or judge that, or blame and judge and You'll notice, but as you just let that be, let Judge Judy do her thing, she'll she'll mellow out, and you'll be able to just see that it's all, all this is just manifestations of the same oneness, and you'll see that it's all the same, the Tucker Carlson, and the culture of ego, and the, and the counterculture, and all of it is just the same cosmic self, and that will help you not get so hung up on it, and then if you have a part to play as a liberal or a conservative or a leftist or a radical or someone that doesn't fit in a box. And that's your part to participate in these discussions and help people free themselves of these trips or whatever they're going on. Then you play it, you play that role, but don't get hung up about it. Don't get stuck in that role. You just play it lightly. What about humor? Has anyone ever heard of laughter? Can't you just laugh? And and then like it's okay to disagree with someone, you know what I mean? It's quite all right to disagree. You don't have to be righteous and get all hung up on like I'm right, you're wrong, and he's right and he's she's wrong and everything all like that. But just like just like hey, like we're all you know we're all the same. We're just hanging out. Come on, you know like do we have to talk about divisiveness like this? Because we when we and we have more to talk about in common than less than what's being told to us in a feed and someone's feed. Like, I don't like you. All so right, like, Jeff, I'm going to stop right there. We're reaching near the end of the show. I want to end with yes, another uh, astral plane story real quick. Serious. So uh, I'm in, I'm lucid dreaming and uh, I'm on this like higher astral plane. So it's just, it's, it's a higher vibratory rate than, you know, the normal, uh, dream someone might have and there's these huge towering structures and you mentioned angels I hear these angelic choirs they're singing the most beautiful songs I've ever heard it was really a really incredible experience I had a I think of maybe a year or so ago I feel more and more of this infinite true love and that oneness that we're talking about I begin laughing and laughing and all the angelic beings are laughing with me And this is where it gets really far out. I feel the laughter of all beings that have ever laughed and will ever laugh, all laughing at once and laughing on this angelic plane. And this uh, gets me to laugh more. And a voice told me 
I could stay and laugh for as long as I wished to. But of course, uh, I didn't stay there. I could have stayed there for millions of years, but I didn't because I understand when I'm free from ego that I'm here on earth to serve and to help the awakening and to work out karma and so on. So it's good that to be here on earth with y'all, even though it's a pretty messed up place and there's so much suffering and we're at a time where a lot of shit's going down and it's very easy to get caught up in it. Right now I'm feeling spacious and I'm glad I'm here and I'm glad to serve you listener out there listening to these podcasts. I appreciate you. I hope you're not busy listening and you're just being here now and letting the listening happen. So Jeff, if you could plug anything you want to plug, let's close out the show. Okay. Giantrockpodcast.com. Website's fixed, by the way. Facebook also has giantrockpodcast.podcast. Also, you can search for that. Jeff Crawford, Bohemia After Dark, BVM TV, Bohemia Visual Music. All could be found on through the search engines of Google and the magic of the Google button of search. Thank you. All right. So thank you for doing the show with me, Jeff. And uh, yes, sir. I will look forward to doing uh, a giant rock episode with you coming up. And uh, everybody, whatever, you know, uh, whether you're in an astral plane or the physical plane, you don't have to achieve anything to be this divine oneness. You don't have to gain anything you are already it and no matter how lost in ego you get or no matter what you supposedly did that was so bad or so good and you're so great and you're so righteous whatever it is you still are and will always be this cosmic pure perfect self and there's nothing you do to not be it so uh you might want to go within and find out about that but it doesn't matter because you already are it all right, this has been Under the Blanket with your host, Bobby Here Love, and we're, uh, I'll see you everywhere is everything. Thank you for listening, and okay, uh, remember, be here now. Be here now.